Good morning, anchors. It is Wednesday, September 21, 2022, a great day for our future. We have 2,991 days left until Thanksgiving Day 2030. Here's today's questions from our anonymous confessional from buymeacoffee.com slash worldpeace. Free. Remember, this is entertainment, and I am a real minister, ordained by the Immaculate Church of the Internet. This way, we can be the world's most functional safe space. If you download the Anchor app, you can leave us voicemails. We'll play on our show. Anchor gives you the tools to make a podcast of your own. And with World Peace free, we can make it easy for all to be neighborly. Help us stay ad-free with just $3 virtual coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash worldpeace. Free. You can even message our show anonymously. Just make sure you click the button for privacy. Question number one. Dear Time Traveling Minister, I just heard your plan for World Peace. I like the idea of making two places to live. I like the names you gave them. Productivity counties and motivational districts. My question is, how would you enforce your laws? I mean, making homelessness illegal in the productivity counties sounds a little militaristic if you ask me. Also, you mentioned two places to live. Does this mean there will be places where people aren't allowed to live? What will you call these places? Sincerely, (laughs) Broto Baggins. That one made me laugh. I wondered about that too. And I'm confident Society Coin will make this easier. Because if we leverage social media in a way that gets people to highlight the folks that deserve higher allotments of the universal basic income we described, it would incentivize an environment where policing isn't necessary. The goal for our plan is to create an environment we the, create the environment we need to be a spacefaring family. For me, that means a government simple enough that our kids can explain. Time and resources for our teens to find their best path adults confident in social security, and our elders protected and respected. All the while balancing problems that comfortably cover our widows, fatherless, and strangers. And for the second part of of your question, thank you very much for pointing that out. Yes, I was only talking about the places people could live. The rest of our maps would be dedicated to nurturing the natural ecosystems until we have the infrastructure to build within nature and without disrupting nature. This implies that there is a plan Yes, this implies that there is a plan after we establish the basic necessities of our system, instead of how we're doing it now, which is pushing electric vehicles without the infrastructure to handle it. Question number two. Dear Time Traveling Minister, I'm excited for your stream, but why are you taking so long? You realize the November 8 election is coming up, right? So when I took this character out in the real world, my main concern was that my family dinners wouldn't be awkward. So I went out asking variations of our show's forever question until I got the feedback that led to the words, what should we normalize for the kids of our kids? I'm not political, just a guy that wants a good environment to raise my kids and take care of our our elders. I only voted in the last election because the algorithm steered me into content that made me vote. That content just made me realize I don't want to bring life into this world until everyone gets along. Tomorrow's question. Dear Time Traveling Minister, how do you think our country ended up as divided as we are now? I'm a dinosaur that grew up in the 70s, and I'm asking this because, yeah, we had the Vietnam War dividing us, and we were fending off the kind of trauma of having elders that possibly fought in World War. Elders that just got the microwave. But sometimes I feel the division is so in your face these days, it's like I can't get a word in without, without someone getting triggered. I'm seriously worried about that civil war. We definitely weren't talking about that during the 70s, but it's an actual conversation folks are having now. I'm glad for your show, because otherwise I'd feel everyone wants everyone to keep fighting for everyone, forever. 
I I can't wait to see what'll happen when you release yourself into the crowd. Sincerely, Antonio Branderas. <laughs> I'll do my best to answer tomorrow, but of course, tomorrow's episode will always be available for our peacemakers in our WPFF.locals.com community. You can listen to the podcast there, Spotify, or Anchor. But lo- but only locals can uh, break space time with us. Let's do the YouTube intro. Welcome to World Peace Free. Welcome to World Peace Free, everyone's favorite audience-generated museum of events until 2030. I'm your time-traveling host, and you're in the future, so if you haven't yet, please subscribe so we can be the biggest YouTube channel not part of the Ad Money program. Today is Words of Wealth Wednesday, the day we share words of wealth from those that figured it out. I'm not here to judge, just here to listen and give honest opinions. Clip number one. Rich Dad gets asked, how would you build your wealth again after you lost your wealth? Dear time-traveling minister, this clip inspired me because I am just a middle-class, dot, 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 barely middle-class guy. And I watch this person knowing he's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I feel your show helps me stay aware of what the algorithm shows me. Now their algorithm sends me this. What this guy says are the things I wish I was taught in school. At least he, get, he lets me dream about what I could do with my wealth after I achieve it versus the other people that gets us to spend it without thinking. Please immortalize this clip for the kids of our kids. Listen to, Robert, listen to Robert Kiyosaki's answer to the question, how would you re- rebuild after losing it all? Sincerely, Broseph Stalin. Wowzer cakes. What a, you could have made a night po- more positive bro joke, but yeah, it's, a, it's still a bro joke. I enjoy it. Let's check out this clip. You wake up tomorrow morning and you're on the street and you have nothing. You don't have a single contact <laughs> in your network. All you have is the knowledge and experience that you've had throughout your career. How do you build up from there? Well, I've been there many times. So it's no big deal. You just figure out what's needed and want it and you go do it. People always kind of dump on uh, what do you call the fast food industry? If I had to do it again, I'd go work for McDonald's. And the reason I go work for McDonald's, you know, whether it's seven bucks an hour or 15, I don't really care. I don't really like McDonald's food, but they have the best business systems in the world. You know, how else can a company take virtually non-college educated people and build a fast food industry across the world? And they have the best system. So right inside little McDonald's, you can learn everything you need to learn about business except for the management side of it. So I just go work at McDonald's so I can learn even more. So I look at life as learning. I'm constantly learning. You know, I'm reading constantly, studying constantly. I spend my, most of my time with entrepreneurs. I don't spend my time with people who complain about the economy. You know, So nothing will really change. I just go back to being an entrepreneur. My game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it's a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. Depreciation is what the government wants us to do. So in other words, there's three things. There's appreciation, amortization, and depreciation. 
So the way guys like Trump and Kushner and the rich guys do it is called the McDonald's formula of business. The business of McDonald's is not hamburgers. The business of McDonald's is real estate. And that's the formula. So every time you go past the McDonald's stand, oh, you, you know, you deserve a break today, eat at McDonald's. But they're not seeing the real game. The game is that little hamburger stand is buying the most expensive real estate in the world. So today, McDonald's owns more real estate than the Catholic Church. So let's say I make a million dollars. I don't want to pay tax on that. So I take that million dollars, instead of spending it on something stupid, I buy a piece of real estate, so let's say for five million. So I go from one million to five million. Then I appreciate, depreciate, and amortize that five million, and it offsets my one million dollars in tax. Entrepreneurs have one thing in common. They keep going. You know, they don't just take one answer. So a real entrepreneur, it really makes no difference which country you're in. You know, I have a friend, he's multi, multi, multi-family rich guy from France. And, you know, France is as communistic as it gets. He, he started buying vineyards in Napa and Sonoma. So he went back to the French government and he says, it's his wine. He says, I want to ship my wine in bulk to California. And the government says, you can't do that. He says, okay, I can't ship them in barrels. The guy goes, yeah. He says, okay, I'll ship them in bottles. His wine with his California wine and all this. And so he went back to the French government and said, here, try this. See if it's not better. And so now they're all confused because he didn't break any rules. So I'll say it again. Entrepreneur is a mindset first a skill set and rules. Well, most successful entrepreneurs have gone bust. You know, Henry Ford, an old-time entrepreneur, he went bust five times. Okay, look, look at Steve Jobs. His own board fired him. You know, Bill Gates was taken before the Supreme Court for monopolistic practices. Even my friend Donald Trump went down a billion dollars. I only went down a million. So the average person is so afraid of those losses, they never get ahead. Because at school they teach you if you make a mistake or if you fail, you're a failure. But that's not real life. A baby learns to walk by standing up and falling down, standing up and falling down. And our school system punishes you for making mistakes. That's why my poor dad, an academic, was so unsuccessful. He was terrified of making mistakes. The trouble with most entrepreneurs are self-employed. So they quit their job. And you know, in America today, the SBA, the Small Business Administration, says there's 28 million small business owners. 28 million. 24 million are, are classified as non-employers. Remember, they're a one-man team. You know, they'd be like, this guy said, okay, I'm going to take you on. Are you crazy? But that's what most entrepreneurs are trying to do. Because that's what they're taught to do in school, to be the rugged individual. You know, in school, I was very successful as long as I could cooperate at test time. But in school, cooperation at test time is called cheating. 
in the real world, the guys that have the biggest team win. So all I focus on is putting the best team together. Meanwhile, a lot of time the A students in school, that the doctors and lawyers are sitting there all by themselves. They're sitting ducks, but they're entrepreneurs. Do you know what I mean? It's just a mindset, tactics, strategy. I went to military school. I'm a former Marine. So I think like a military operation, which I love chess. So most, most entrepreneurs, you know, they have this job, and they go, okay, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And this guy's just massacre. Because yeah, they went to school, they learned to get a job, and they take tests on their own. They have to be the smartest. That's like the LeBron James. I don't want to be the smartest guy on my team, but I want to have the best team. And that's why I win most of my games. I think when you say to somebody, live below your means, you wipe their spirit out. It's like saying to somebody, if you want to lose weight, go on a starvation diet. It doesn't make you healthier to starve yourself. So I would rather get financially educated so that I can expand my means without getting into excessive debt or where I start to lose. Because debt, like they say, is a two-edged sword. But telling somebody to live below your means is almost inhumane. I never felt good doing it. I wanted to strive to do better every day. I want to do better every day. I liked a good life. Whatever makes you feel better about yourself, stronger, more confident, to want to do better. And I think really that's the issue. I think we're at the stage of our lives right now. We, you know, to ask for more is not really it, but to do better, to feel better about ourselves is still important. It is very important. For those of you that want to watch this clip, it's by Be Awakened. That's the name of the channel. They have a uh, 100,000K subscribers. And uh, this video has got 300,000 views and premiered September 29, 2021. It's really good, really good rates. And for those of you that are wondering what amortization, when he threw out the, that business term out there, the, the definition is the of the definition of amortization is the action or process of gradually writing off the initial cost of an asset. If you guys don't know what that means is, I don't know about that either, but there's, cause there's a freaking formula here, but check this out. That video brought me to look up another definition and now I have more information going into my brain as I'm about to write this down. And the reason why I highlight these videos is, well, there's golden nuggets when people with fruit, like with proof of fruit on their trees, if you guys don't know that, that phrase before, uh, people with fruit, with uh, people with proof of fruit on their trees, when they talk, they're, they're sharing knowledge and obviously it's visible proof that they have, uh, whatever they're doing is working for them. And this video, I believe, goes into more depth of the entrepreneur mindset. I'm not sure where this uh, where this uh, channel is going to go, but I do appreciate sharing the, this mindset because it keeps people away from living below their means. Like it, what he said was, when you tell people to live below their means, it kills their spirit. And we're not here to kill spirits here. We're trying to build an environment where we could share the methods that make dreams come true. And if we could create that environment, I would love that that future for the kids of our kids. Remember, the forever question of the show is, what should we normalize for the kids of our kids? And that second part, that last part, the kids of our kids, makes it, hones in on the, the most important things that we should be sharing. 
because you know when you're when you turn 30 you realize you've lived most of your life already and now it's time to start picking up knowledge that you could pass to the next generation because well your 20s are over their 20s are coming in and i would like for the 20s forever and ever uh, for the next the next cycle of kids to be in an environment where there isn't so much fighting where their brain doesn't have to be uh, focused on so many different things they could focus on making the world better, creating a better way of living, and things like that. But at the end of the day, once again, all we could do with the technology that we have is to share our experience. Eric, you don't have experience or success to show. That might be true, but there's also another reason why I do this show. It's because I also want to have kids in the... Uh, uh, well, still, as I say that, I'm like, do I really want to have kids... Because I, I, all my friends have kids now, and they all say the same thing. Like, dude, it doesn't stop. Like, the worry that you fa- feel every once in a while for your nephews does not amount to actually having the kid and worrying about them every single day of your, every single second of your life. And I'm happy with, with nurturing this idea, baby, and keep on preaching that, uh, that um, the, keep preaching what I preach, I guess. And I don't even know if I'm qualified to say these things, but I do know that if I don't do it, then there won't be progress to see. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't start something, then you won't be able to see how far you've come from when you started it. And with this environment where we could, we should be learning from each other instead of bickering and fighting. We should be sharing, sharing advice we feel is important now and decades from now. But I digress. That's all for today. Remember, soon I'll be live on YouTube asking what should we normalize every Tuesday 8 p.m. Then every third Sunday of the month, we'll live stream for charity all day on Instagram, asking people on the street the same thing while talking with you in the chat room. This month's nonprofit is the ALS Foundation with a video from one of our listeners explaining why soon. Be anti-creepy, my friends. Remember, you are loved, missed, and thought about every day. Have fun and be neighborly, y'all. Take care.